Hello and welcome to the High Performance Hive podcast. I'm your host, Harmony Jade. The High Performance Hive is your go-to podcast for powerhouse businesswomen who want to squeeze more juice out of life, upgrade their mindset and cultivate a hustle-free lifestyle, all whilst creating an aspirational dream business with ease and flow. I'm a huge fan of community and I would love to connect with you. So screenshot the episode and tag us at Harmony double underscore Jade on Instagram with what you loved about this episode. Let's go. Hello. I'm so excited to have Emily here today from Wise Altuition. Say a big hello, Emily. Hi. Thanks for having me, Harmony. You are so, so welcome. I'm so excited to hear more about your story today from transitioning careers and now starting your own business. So yeah, feel free to tell us a little bit about who you are, what do you do and where are you from? Great. Uh, So my name's Emily. I'm from Perth, WA, and I was a teacher for a very long time. I taught primary and high school and special needs for 14 years. And then I decided it was time for a career change. I'd always been interested in having my own business, but I wasn't quite sure what kind of business I wanted to have. But over the years, so many of the children that I taught really needed learning intervention and there just wasn't anything available in our community. So I decided to start my own tutoring business. Amazing. And that is like the biggest leap of faith because it is such a broad space to do tutoring. Like there's so many things you can do with tutoring and also such a big change from going from a very, very stable career to going out on your own, that must have been super daunting. It was really daunting, but I just knew there was such a need for it that there was plenty of opportunity. And I always knew I'm lucky with being a teacher, you know, it's always going to be there. They always need teachers and I could always do relief if it didn't work out. But in my mind, I was like, I'm never going back to the classroom. (laughs) This is going to work. (laughs) Absolutely. And so what attracted you to, I guess, leaving your stable career and coming into you know, your own business, what actually attracted you to making that change? I've just always been fascinated by people who run their own businesses. Along the years, I've always loved watching like Shark Tank and Gruen, and I've always been interested in advertising and marketing and all of those things. Maybe if I'd had a crystal ball, I could have gone and done that before I became a teacher. But my parents have had a couple of businesses. I was just always really interested in running my own business one day. So that's from a personal perspective, why? And then I just touched on before, I just knew that there were so many children that really needed learning intervention and there just wasn't anything around. So I just thought it's a really good business opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Get to help lots of people and still teach. Yeah, amazing. Do what you love, but really, you know, knuckle down and get to the people that really need you. What sort of things were you seeing that you were not happy about that the regular kind of education system is kind of missing? There's just a lot of kids who don't meet the year-level benchmarks. They just keep getting pushed up the grades. They never learn those basic skills that they really need and they struggle throughout their whole school career. And I just felt as a classroom teacher, when you've got 30 kids in your class, I worked in a really low socioeconomic schools my whole career, lots of social problems, lots of stuff going on. And there was just so many kids who needed that extra support and I just couldn't give it to them. And it can be really emotionally difficult taking all of that on. 
And I just knew if they could have that intervention, then they would be able to catch up to their peers and they would be very successful. But when they don't, they start misbehaving in class, their self-esteem suffers, and it has such a flow on of negative effects for them. So that was just something I'm really passionate about. And especially for the rest of their lives, right? If they don't get that education or even attention and understanding that they're worthy of having a great education or the one-to-one time to learn in the correct way for them, then obviously they grow up thinking lots of different things about themselves, but a lot of people's self-worth, they feel like they're undereducated and don't think that they're smart, all of the stories that we grow up with. And yeah, what you're doing is making a huge difference. That's awesome. I love that. Thank you. Tell us what it's like in the education, I guess, system, but also for yourself going through all of your teacher training and things at university. What is kind of like your earliest memory of being a high achiever? From my understanding, my dad was a high school teacher for 15 years. So I know what it's like to grow up with a teacher for a parent. And they are high performers, like these academics. It's a certain mindset that gets you there. Tell us a little bit about that, like what it was like going through that. I've never really thought of myself as a high performer, but I do have very high expectations of myself. My mum always likes to tease me. On the first day of school in grade one, I came home crying because I didn't know how to read yet. And I thought it was going to be instantaneous that I would just know how to read once I started school. So that's just me in a nutshell, really. I always want to be on that fast track to doing everything really well. I guess when you made that transition from, you know, your regular teaching gig into your own business, what kind of steps did you have to take to actually make that happen? Because just leaving your job and jumping straight into running your own business is not something, one, anyone knows actually how to do. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you've obviously had good role models of parents that have had businesses and things like that, but it's still a challenge just to start that from scratch and, you know, especially when you don't have any clients. Like, what are the actual steps that maybe, like, you know, if someone's listening about to start their own business, what do you actually need to do to do that? So, I made up my mind that, so I went back to teaching part-time after I had my daughter and it was in beginning of July. And after about six weeks, I thought, I can't do this anymore. I reached a point of burnout and it wasn't because I was a new mum returning to work. It was totally to do with what I was doing, my job role. So I thought, right, it's time for me to start my own business. And I very quickly decided that I was going to start a tutoring business. So what I did was a lot of research. I researched all the competitors, how much I was charging, how many kids lived in my local area. I had to consider daycare options for my daughter. Uh, So I did a lot of planning and I worked out how much I needed to charge, when I could work, where I could hire rooms for a reasonable cost because I didn't want people coming to my house and I also didn't want to drive to other people's houses because it cut down the time that I could actually work because that after school time is so short. Yeah, so lots of researching and planning and then I started making my own websites and starting all my socials and those kinds of things. I looked a lot into like branding and picking out a name and doing all that behind the scenes stuff registering my business name, getting an ABN, all of that stuff, so that I was ready to go for the new school year in January. And I advertised heavily over summer school holidays. I got my first students in January, like just after Christmas. 
I had free over the summer holidays. And then by week five, 10, one, I was pretty fully booked. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. How yeah. awesome. And so all this planning that you were doing in the background, because obviously I know you're a studier, so you know, you do your research to the nth degree, which I love. <laughs> yeah. Were you doing all of this while you were still working? Yeah. So I was teaching three days a week. And then, so yeah, at night and on my days off, I was busy building the back of this business. And then for the first six months, I worked one day a week. I got a job at a new school, which was really nice. And so it was a contract for two terms. So I did that. By the time that contract finished, I had decided that I was going to go full-time into my business. I had more than enough work and I actually started hiring some other tutors to work for me. So it was very quick. Wow. Which was really good. All entrepreneurs, I'm sure, would absolutely love such quick success. That is amazing. So obviously, you know, your planning and everything set you up to succeed in the first place. I just want to kind of go back to what you mentioned before. You mentioned that you were really starting to burn the candle at both ends and starting to suffer, you know, exhaustion and that sort of thing. Tell me about that time. I think it all started even before I had my daughter. So I was pregnant during COVID. I remember I went and had my 12-week scan the day that they announced that it was a pandemic. I just remember sitting in tears watching the news going, I don't want to have a baby in a pandemic. And I think my disillusionment with the education system started then in a big way. And I had three children in that class with severe mental health issues and one who had very severe violent behaviour. And I just knew I just couldn't keep working with these kinds of kids anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, very intense environment for sure. And especially layered up with the pandemic over the top, like honestly, teachers that actually had to go through that. Talk about superheroes, right? We know from all the parents out there that have had to homeschool their kids and very quickly worked out how fucking hard it is to, you know, look after and teach kids with no knowledge from home, let alone if you have knowledge and you do it full time and it's still hard work. Yeah. I know you're loving this episode, but I just need to quickly interrupt because I have the most exciting retreat that we have ever, ever done happening super, super soon. So, We are heading to Bali the first week of September from September 4th to 9th. It is a five-night, five-day luxury experience in the tropical location of Bali. So this retreat is an immersion for professional women who really just want to get out of the daily grind and immerse yourself in the natural beauty of Bali, as well as have a little side of personal development thrown in there as well, because I know that you froth the same things I do. So imagine twice daily yoga and meditation to calm your nervous system, restore your body, mind and spirit back to its most natural essence and really explore, you know, what life has to offer you through personal development workshops where you can design your dream life. We'll grow personally and professionally so that you can show up as your best self when you get back. So we have tons of free time to connect with others, check out Bali, hang by the pool with cocktails, whatever you like, as well as a beautiful girl's day out with a little spiritual twist. We have the most amazing day trip planned and booked for Ubud. It is going to be absolutely divine, full goddess vibes. You can picture that. (laughs) We also have gifts, massages, a private chef for breakfast every day, 
as well as a welcome dinner and a celebration closing ceremony on the last night to celebrate the heck out of you because why not (laughs) you know when in bali so no this is not your typical vacation this is one for people who want more out of life and it is going to be so so epic now all of the value i have packed in here for you you can check out via the show notes for the link for the bali immersion retreat there is like $6,000 worth of value stacked into this offer, but it is only three, four, four, seven for a twin share room. King is also available, so definitely check that out too. But because you're a listener, if you DM me the words, I'm in, I'm going to give you an extra $750 worth of freebies as well. So don't wait. Click the link in the show notes or DM me on Instagram at harmony underscore jade and you'll get that offer as well. But for now, go and enjoy the rest of this episode. How good does it feel to be out of that system? It's just the best thing I've ever done for myself. I feel just so much lighter and freer and just so much happier. Everyone who knows me has commented on the change in me as a person And I just recently found out that I have insulin resistance, which is linked to stress. So I think it's definitely the best thing that I could do for my health. Wow. And so talk to me a little bit about that, what it was like once you kind of left your job. How were you managing, obviously, your own life? You've got a newborn on the way. It's the pandemic. You're starting a new business. You're fully booked. (laughs) (laughs) Like, wow, how are you managing not to still burn out? Like, what do you actually do now to manage the stress, make sure that your mental health is looked after while you've, I'm sure, still got quite challenging children, right? So this year I've really made sure I put in some really strong boundaries, making sure I'm only working four days a week. I was working six days a week at one point last year and just recognising my own limitations. I love that. Self-awareness is like the key to life, right? (laughs) And so you're running now your business with several team members still? Yeah. I've recently just restructured, so it's just me, but I do have some contractors I have to help me out with the business side of things. I was struggling to kind of do everything with a FIFO husband and a little kid and working and all of that. So I've decided just to have the tutoring at the moment just for me and not to employ anybody else because that just makes things easier and it's so hard to find staff at the moment which I'm sure everybody knows and it's also hard to find staff that are trained in the skills that I need so the type of teaching I do is quite specialized so I work with kids who have learning difficulties like dyslexia, ADHD and autism so if they haven't done certain training or they've never worked with those kids before even if they are a teacher they're still not really a good fit for our business So I decided just to have it just with me at the moment. Yeah. And I love that you recognize like when it is a good time for you to step back as well. There's a lot of people that will just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And even when you do have a team trying to scale, it can be very exhausting as well. So I love that sometimes you actually need to take a step back or pull back a little bit so that you can slingshot yourself forward in the future. And ultimately, you've got a two-year-old daughter, so spending time with her is the priority. And like you said, having those boundaries so that you can live your best life is the key for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. So you said that you actually scaled your business pretty quickly at the start. And obviously, you know, 
you campaigned pretty hard over those school holidays, which is like the perfect time for you. What else do you think has made you so successful in transitioning over into running your own business? I've been really consistent. So I didn't just, you know, put one post up and go, oh, I only got like two people email me or message me about it. I'm just going to give up. I was in those Facebook groups and things like that constantly advertising. I've been really consistent in my marketing. Like I make sure I post on all my socials weekly. I write fortnightly blog posts. Even if hardly anybody reads them, I keep doing it. (laughs) (laughs) I just made sure that I'm doing all the things that recommends you should do, like just being consistent, making sure I keep going with it. And one thing that was really good was I got nominated in the Rockingham and Quinana Chamber of Commerce Business Awards and I actually won the Startup Business Award and that really helped. I just became really well-known in that area. That's phenomenal. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Congratulations. How did that actually feel? Especially like, you know, you start your business and you hope it's going to be a success, then it is a success and then you get recognized for it publicly. It felt surreal, to be honest. It was amazing. And I didn't expect to win at all. Like I was shocked. And especially coming from being a teacher, there's no thanks for being a teacher much. You know, there's lots of shitty mugs at the end of the year. Yeah, pretty much. You know, there's no... (laughs) bonuses or Christmas parties or anything like that. So I found it, oh, but, you know, like I'm just doing what I've always done. Like to actually receive that recognition, it was weird. I had to say it felt very weird. (laughs) It's like validation of all your hard work, right? Not that we should think we need to be validated, but I tell you what, it's nice. (laughs) Yeah, it's really nice. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm going to switch gears here and I always love to ask people about a time where they failed tremendously. It can be in your former career or just in life or something that just really just didn't go well for you because I think it's nice to not just share the amazing parts of our journey but also to share the parts that were a bit shit, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> can you think of a time? I feel like I fail all the time. Like, um, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely failed in jobs that I used to working like when I was a student I used to do sales and a bit of reception admin work I remember calling one day at like nine o'clock saying I couldn't come in until later because I, I had a doctor's appointment and like just leaving a voice message on the answering machine I ended up getting the sack from that job and I just think yeah no <laughs> like, this is just so <laughs> oh we learn we learn <laughs> I mean I don't think it definitely wasn't my dream dog Couldn't you tell me, we're going to go through my fast five, right? But the first one is a three-part question, I guess you could say. So I like to do this fast five that's just got a couple of random questions in it just to, I don't know, keep things interesting. It's just the kind of person that I am, a little bit random. I want to ask you, what do you think are the top three habits of high performers? I think I have lots of routines. I definitely block out like a Monday to do work on my business solely. I think they have good boundaries, making sure that they're focused on what they need to do and I'd like to say I think they're open to learning and open to feedback. Love that. So your top three, uh, you know, get yourself a solid routine, especially your Monday routine, super important. Set clear boundaries and be open to feedback. Yeah. Love that. Feedback. You know what? People underestimate feedback. People always think it's negative, but I 100% agree. I love that. When you're feeling stressed and anxious, what do you do? I like to go for a walk, go for a swim at the pool beach and read I like reading it takes my mind off whatever I'm worrying about and also doing yoga or some meditation love that 
beautiful. Some of my favorite things too. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a favorite destination in the world? And if so, what is it and why? So we went to Hamilton Island on our honeymoon. I didn't want to go there. I thought it was going to be shit, to be honest. I loved it so much. Oh my God, I can move there. We actually went back on our first anniversary, but I'd love to go to Hawaii. Beautiful. What did you love about Hamilton Island that you didn't think you would? It had a really good mix of things to do and also just really relaxing and really beautiful. Yeah. Stunning. Like we've all seen those pictures. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely (laughs) stunning. Cool. My next question is like one of my favorite questions and it's really random, but I love it so much. If you were a meal or a cocktail, what would you be and why? I think I would be Amadori Illusion. I'd be super sweet. Okay. Okay. And fun. I honestly, I have a little story for you, just in a slight <laughs> sidestep and interruption to the Midori illusion. I still to this day cannot drink that anymore because I remember being 14 and in the gutter of yeah. a friend's place after drinking Midori. So now anything that smells like fake watermelon, I am out. <laughs> oh, I know. I have, yeah, something comforts mine. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> but yes, it always looks like a good time, uh, Midori illusion. So I love that. And what is at the top of your bucket list right now, Emily? I really would like to do the zipline on the new Madagadup bridge. Ah, yeah, cool. I thought that looks cool. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, but go on a holiday would be nice. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, we got Hawaii anyway. You did mention Hawaii. Yes. So yeah. Hawaii and ziplining. Love that. I actually <laughs> think I did ziplining in Hawaii. I think in Kauai. Ooh, maybe I could yes. just merge them together. Actually, I did. I definitely did. I went to... Yeah, it was Kauai. Yeah, zip landing in Kauai. So there you go. You kill two birds with one stone. Love that. <laughs> it's very efficient. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And yeah, I just wanted to ask you as well so that all the listeners can get in contact with you and, you know, maybe even share stories over, you know, maybe their experience of either having a, a child with special needs or that needs tutoring and things, as well as I am sure that there are other teachers listening that have been through exactly what you've been through. And yeah, I'm sure that they'd love to share the love with you. But tell us a little bit about how people can actually work with you or their kids can work with you. Yeah. So I have a few different options available. I've got group classes in person and online. I do one-to-one lessons in person and online, and I do school visits as well. So that's good for busy parents and kids who don't want to do tutoring. They get taken out of class. Sometimes they're like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. So that's what I offer. I'm also launching an online course for kids who need help with their owner exam, which is coming out hopefully at the end of term two. So if you want to work with me, the best place to go is to my website, which is wiseourtuition.com. But you can find me on Instagram, Facebook as well, and LinkedIn, all of those I'm on all of them. You can find me there. Just type in Wise Our Tuition. And I'm happy to chat if you've got any questions. You can book a call with me as well. Amazing. So many different avenues. I love that. And we'll put all of those in our show notes as well, which is phenomenal. But also if you've got a child that is in need of help or you just want to chat out things and get some advice, definitely book a call with Emily. I mean, she's obviously booked out for a reason because she is a high performer and is the best at her job. So I just love that you're out there doing what you love and changing kids' lives. That is super, super important. So thank you so much for sharing your story today. We greatly appreciate you being here and sharing your time with us. Is there any last kind of words of wisdom that you want to leave parents or teachers 
Or if you're not happy teaching, there is plenty of other opportunities out there. You don't have to just be a teacher, just in inverted commas. Yes, yes, absolutely. Or in a school for that matter, you can do lots of other things. That's amazing. Great advice. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you so, so much. And yeah, thanks everyone for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Emily. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you had so many drop-ins and takeaways from this episode. I'd love to hear what you think. Either you can leave us a review or screenshot this episode and tag us on socials at harmony underscore jade and let us know what you thought of this episode. We would love to hear from you. Now, important information, this is the end of our first season of the High Performance Hive podcast with Harmony Jade. Thank you so, so much for listening. Thank you to everyone who has left reviews and thank you so much for your kind words that you've been dropping into my DMs. It really means the world. And I'm so glad that you've been getting, you know, so many inspiring moments and stories out of the episodes, these women that are, you know, in these episodes, they are real women. They're exactly like you. They are out there living their best lives and maximizing their opportunities. So I hope that you are out there living your dream life too. And if you want to connect, you know where to find me at harmony underscore Jade on Instagram, or you can drop me a DM on Facebook as well. Until our next season, thanks again for listening. We'll chat soon.